the whole AL situation, don't worry about what she's doing. Don't worry, yeah, no. honestly. <laughs> like she can do what she's, well, you know, she can do what she wants. She's 16. She's ruling the industry. Brand endorsements, winning, making a lot of money. Don't worry about what she's doing. If she had a little hiccup because yeah. she hasn't lost in a long time, whoop de doo I was telling somebody today, like, if I was 16 and, and in that situation, I would be a complete mess. There's no way I could handle any of that. It takes certain parents. It takes certain environment. She's got her grandparents. She's got her parents. But it takes uh, good people around you to put you in that position to be successful. And she's done a great job. Yeah. And so, you know, she's she's 16. She never loses. She, she showed a little emotion. She probably shouldn't have done it. I would assume that she has learned from her lesson. It was not a good look. But at, at the end of the day, don't worry about what she's doing. The girl is good all she does is win and, and consider, she's probably one of the most marketable faces yeah. that we have in the sport right now so don't worry about her uh you know showing a little emotion after a battle. what's going on my name is tyson mcguffin welcome to the mcguffin show we are back uh it's been a couple weeks i took the month of july off uh maybe went to a festival went to ufc fights did not watch any live stream probably the first time ever where i didn't sit on my couch like a piece of work and watch uh, the whole weekend of Denver and, and watch the whole weekend of Seattle. I actually spent some good quality time with the fam and and um, you know when I when I have time away, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend time like that. I'm I'm not gonna be your typical junkie who just sits there and <laughs> marinates on their couch or marinates on their phone and watches live stream all day. Because uh, I know there's plenty of junkies that do that. But uh, anyhow, nice nice to get away. Uh, but I'll tell you what, this last weekend I definitely played like I took four weeks off. <laughs> um but um upside downside upside and downside but uh yeah happy happy to be home um took the whole month of july off uh got some plasma blasted in my elbow uh good thing is that even though i played like uh, trash all weekend uh the elbow is back to 100 percent. have zero pain in the elbow i don't have to guide and steer my overhead anymore uh, and i can swing away so nice to be able to swing free and um there was a lot of rumors on the forum that you got surgery but you did not get surgery no surgery no <laughs> just I, plasma i saw my guy dr jamie lewis uh for anybody out there that uh for anybody out there that maybe has tendonitis or uh tendinosis or or has a has a banged up tendon uh i've gotten plasma injected in my elbow twice now uh 2019 i had tennis elbow so which is more on top so any backhand that i hit uh backhand volley uh backhand ground stroke or anything backhand related ton of pain i ended up uh getting an injection back in 2019 uh, elbows felt great since then, uh, recently the last, I don't know, six or eight months, it was, it was more golfers. It was more interior tennis is more on top. Golfers is more interior. Um, and, um, anyhow, yeah, just, uh, happy to be back to hundred percent. And for anybody out there that has bad tennis elbow plasma definitely works. Um, don't, don't do the cortisone. Don't do the short-term stuff, even though price wise, it probably makes sense to do cortisone. Uh, and most people, think that in a couple days <clears throat> they can they can get relief by a cortisone shot um i've had i think one or two cortisone shots in my elbow and it didn't do a thing and, and it can I, actually I, cause damage I think. right and I, I can't tell you how many people too uh go the cortisone route and yeah i guess for some it works but for most it seems like it doesn't and if it does work it's more short term so um and something I have found out is that uh, if it's muscle tear or if it's more muscle related, uh, they usually inject stem cells. Um, if it is tendon related or tendinosis or something like that, it's more plasma related. But um, 
Pretty cool. Wifey's happy that uh, daddy's back to 100%. And um, yeah, honestly, like having having a bad elbow and with how feely touchy I am with new people that I meet, conversation, you know, uh, uh, being being uh, uh, being like my dad in that sense. Like I would shake somebody's hand. It would hurt when I would shake their hand or, uh, you know, I like to grab people by the by the shoulder and let them know that I'm there. That would even hurt at times. Anyhow, just like the most awkward. Uh, what's up? Just awkward pain. Yeah, uh, awkward like pain and just awkward like situations where, where like the pain would come, you know, like I could I could play pickleball all day long. But if I caught a forehand back behind me, I had like these lightning bolt uh, uh, shocks like up my neck and, and down my arm and stuff. So. Uh, anyhow, just happy to be a happy boy and be back playing on the PPA tour. Um, but uh, yeah, Meg and I ended up going to Shambhala. Uh, had a terrible time. <laughs> met, a, met a bunch of characters who weren't wearing a whole lot of clothing. Uh, they are dressed up in a bunch of goofy stuff. And um, yeah, we, I've been going to that festival for the last five years now. It's about three hours north of us in an area called Salmo, British Columbia. It's literally like on this dude's property out in the, out in the woods, Farmer's out in the field. middle of nowhere. Yeah. Farmer's property and they turn it into, it's kind of like a burning man to a certain degree, but, uh, more on like a low key note. And, um, uh, yeah. So pretty surrounded by mountains. You've got the river running through it. It's like a mile and a half into this guy's farm. So it's like, it's cool that it's a festival, but it's also totally camping or, you know, there's there's no electricity or anything. You've got, uh, you just make your own amenities. And this year we did it up. We brought our own cooking stove. We had an oven. You cooked breakfast and lunch. (laughs) Daddy got to work. Yeah. I think our neighbors, our neighbors are a little jealous. They were smelling smelling (laughs) daddy's bacon in the morning. I said, no, you can't have my bacon. Um, But we did it right. We, for the first time, did it right. The first two years that I went, I went went with all my buddies, did not do it right. Really didn't have a campsite, could really care less about where I was sleeping. Uh, And, um, you know, ever since meeting my wife, I'm definitely uh, much more mature in that sense. She has us organized. She had us prepared. Even though she doesn't like the way that I pack the car. Doesn't matter how many freaking times I pack it, she's never happy. Well, I just, I... I always get nervous. I don't know why, but like going through the border that they're going to have is unpack everything and then that's going to be hard to get it all back in. And it's right. just a just a big mess. So, right. uh, you know me, I'm a rule follower. So rule. like no produce, no, no perishables, no anything. Other. And then why I, we love each I other. drive. Uh, she drives yeah, why yeah. most of the border patrols are all male uh <laughs> and who doesn't want to slice a mama oh, i'll tell stop. you what no stop. i do morning and night no, give daddy a we bite have up at our border straight above us straight above us like small border don't tell anybody don't shambhala festival goers do not go up our crossing because <laughs> no, no. it is usually yeah, uh, it's so uh, nice. wide open there's not very many cars waiting in line and the guards are really friendly and they're straight and to the point and they get you in and out and yeah, yeah it's pretty nice but four days of chaos uh music runs from like 10 p.m to 6 a.m uh, napping throughout the day, sleeping throughout the day is more than necessary. Um, <laughs> cold yeah, plunge in the river. Cold plunge in the river. Yoga. Yoga. I mean, they have everything. You uh, can just anything. Breath you work make classes, it. meditation classes, uh, and art galleries. And on top of that, all the people are like super embracing, super welcoming. If somebody needs help, they're willing to like give oh, you their last yeah. shirt on their back. Uh, They're it's, giving it's, you tips down the river. Like there was a guy, we were getting in the river to float. We didn't 
like engage with him at all and he's like oh by the way he's like make sure you know at the tree you go to this way just a bunch of happy hippies <laughs> who are willing to help i'll tell you what and the one guy he didn't know obviously that you're an avid cold punch guy but he, you were kind of standing there waiting like talking yourself into getting in he's like come on dude it's like it's like a fresh cup of coffee Get yeah it's in. like a fresh and cup of coffee i'm like so i usually happy. have one of those every morning yeah. so oh, it's fun super fun much needed unplug Yep. Uh, yeah, K-Mac was there. K-Mac and Cali. Uh, that was our first festival. That was our first Shambhala. Definitely a, a, a lot to handle. Your your very first one. But uh, K-Mac, K-Mac, as, excuse me. K-Mac, as we all know, crushes everything in life, whether it's Shambhala, camps, <laughs> being a great dad. Guy's a complete stud. So Yeah, such a cool couple, too. Like, they're just so connected and with all the kids and all the, you know, it's, yeah, like, inspiring and, to see. And like, we have so much in common. They yeah. have four kids. We have four kids. Yeah. Sure. Uh, living by a thread, but and, they but they always make time for each other, and I think that's right. like super cool that yeah. they do stuff like that. It's awesome. No, for sure. Um, and then uh, yeah, after Shambhala, I came back, trained for a little bit because I had taken two weeks off before Shambhala. Went to Sham, and then um, yeah, got got back to work, um, played and practiced for about a, a week and a half, and then uh, actually went to Salt Lake City. Kind of cool. Uh, it was my first time not going to a UFC fight, but going to like a pay-per-view fight uh, where we were at a stadium that was totally sold out. Anyhow, uh, I love my wife and getting married <laughs> to my wife was by far the best day of my life. But the second best day of my life was going to freaking UFC 290. Oh, the card was completely stacked. Uh, Gagey's head kick after like six hours of watching fights at like 10.30 at night, him knocking out Dustin Poirier, I damn near took my clothes off and ran into that <laughs> octagon. I was on one. Uh, I had my boy Craig with me. I, as uh, most people know, Craig's my trainer, also an ex-combat sport guy. We watch UFC together. We watch boxing together. Uh, so, you know, being able to like uh, be at that venue, had that experience with Craig. Uh, and we, it's so, so funny, we actually... Uh, the prelim started at, uh, five o'clock. Craig and I were there by four. Okay. <laughs> Craig and I literally stayed there for like a six or a seven hour session. Watched every single second of those fights. Marinated, had way too much fun. Celebrities all over. Uh, huge shout out to Ben Greenfield. Um, uh, yeah. Benny is the man of all men. Um, uh, Ben got us a ticket, got us VIP, totally took care of us. Um, Ben's been a great guy to have in my corner. Um, Ben's a big health and wellness guy that, uh, has a massive podcast. If you guys haven't checked out Ben Greenfield, please do. Um, you can follow Ben on socials. You can follow Ben on Twitter. You can follow, uh, you can check out his website, uh, or follow his podcast, but huge wealth, health and wellness guy. Yeah. Uh, he's wrote a bunch of books. He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast and, uh, he likes some combat sports as well. So <laughs> we all went. And on top of that, uh, one, uh, this guy that owns a, Jiu-Jitsu, Jim in Spokane. Can't remember what his first name is. Total stud. Uh, Craig knew him from, from the combat sport world. Uh, and Ben uh, takes grappling classes from this man. He was there as well. Anyhow, four dudes tearing it up. I can't tell you how much testosterone was in that building. There were so many fans walking around. <laughs> You know, and they and they had their Dustin Poirier shirt on or Conor McGregor shirt on, and I can't tell you how many fans I saw literally that were shadow boxing walking around. <laughs> so many, it was probably eighty percent dudes, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so we so we stayed downtown Salt Lake. It was at the Delta Center, um, totally sold out, and um, damn good time. Uh, on that that very next day on on Sunday, I ended up flying to Orange County. 
and then practice in first. Yeah. And then spent Monday through Wednesday kind of cramming, getting some good touches in. Uh, everybody knows I'm definitely not getting good touches here in Coeur d'Alene. So anytime that I, you know, uh, show up to a tournament, I usually, uh, try to get there first and get as many high level touches as I can. That way I understand the pressure. I understand how, how fast the pace is and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, ended up showing up Sunday night, uh, did two days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, did a fun segment with sketchers, uh, at a new station in LA called KTLA. I was live. Your boy was live. Anytime that I've done those little live news things, I kid you not, I always hit it out of the park, but the actual pickleball and the demonstration of it is always trash. Uh, this little makeshift court that they made for us, it was fine. And, and we had the anchors out there and I was kind of talking them through playing. And then, and then, then I ended up playing in with playing in with the anchors, but, um, couple things there was there was no center line so we tried to play doubles but there was there was no like cross-court service <laughs> box that you could serve into so so the gal that I was playing with she just kind of served it in there and we, we played it out anyhow we ended up winning five to zero which made the most sense because tv wise uh <laughs> you only have so many you only, you're right totally uh anyhow so uh, uh but we ended up leaving that morning and bright, bright and early Got to the news station, went in the green room, hung out, hung out for a couple hours. Brought Ty um, man with us. Brought Ty he with was us. It. Ty was, oh boy. God. If, if anybody uh, <laughs> loved that whole thing, it was totally Ty. Ty <laughs> was live on TV as well. Ty was acting as like the ball boy. Uh, you know, it was yeah. so funny as well. Like as we were, as we were playing points, so I had, uh, uh, did my little speech and then, Directly after that, they kind of put us on the court and had us play doubles. And so there was three anchors and myself. Ty was acting as the ball boy. Uh, and so uh, if if a ball got lost, Ty was supposed to like throw a ball into us. Anyhow, it was so funny. It was 0-0. Zero, zero. We ended up winning the first point. And the first ball that Ty like throws us, literally it's like a fastball. The guy <laughs> <He> <laughs> throws like a 95-mile-an-hour fastball right past us. <laughs> And so uh, I didn't want to go chase the ball down. So I'm like, Ty, toss it again, but toss it nicely. It's kind of funny. Gentle. That's yeah, so funny. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, those little news things too. Like they, they run so fast and like the timing of it uh, is always just like very fast paced. And well, I always like envision like having like two and a half minutes of, of not being – not being interrupted when I'm when I'm talking and it never happens like that. Like twenty minutes into me talking, the anchor that was doing the interview ended, ended up like getting hit on top of the head with a ball <laughs> and they were laughing and stuff. Anyhow, there's just a lot going on in those little in that little segment. Um, it would be very flexible. It'd be very flexible. Kind of act as like the entertainer, bring the energy, kinda Zero like how I do in camps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyhow, sure. Skechers, I was I was supposed to talk about kind of pickleball. They had like five set questions for me. Me as an athlete, uh the the PPA tour, I kind of talked about MLP as well. And then like the main focus of the segment was talking about the Skechers shoe. Um And I think pickleball. It was for pickleball day, which I guess is uh, August eighth. It was for pickleball day, which was yesterday. Oh, interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, we had to kind of roll with the punches. That was kind of funny. I didn't realize that they would be using Ty and I, uh, and we were three days with no luggage at that point. So we didn't really show up. Go ahead. Go ahead the, and just, just tell, <laughs> tell everybody about that trip. Oh my I'm, God. I'm glad I wasn't on it. <laughs> it was a little bit of a nightmare. We took a late flight. We would have taken an earlier flight, but normally when you're home, uh, we fly out late Monday so you can get all your training done and everything in the morning. So we just ended up trying to coordinate and change four flights with kids and everything. We already had upgrades and stuff. So I said, let's just leave it. Ended up flying out late. We got to Seattle 
Um, bear, like we go to pull in the gate. There's a mechanical error, so the plane can't move. And so we're rushing, um, go to a different gate. This super sweet gentleman in first class, like totally suit and tie and everything. And he's running through the airport with us. We've got Mac in the stroller, carrying banks, ties running. Uh, we get to the gate. You're on the phone with the gate, like trying to hold it open. And then, of course, it closes just as we pull up. So uh, missed that flight. We're encouraged to go stand in line like an hour and a half later for an L.A. flight. The gate agent got really flustered, ended up closing the doors early. People couldn't even get on the flight. So we waited kind of for nothing, stood in line forever, Getting got a hotel, stayed there, me and the kids. We got like four hours of sleep, got up, took a flight at 6.30 a.m., uh, got to our uh, condo. There was only one fob and one parking bus. It's just one thing after another. But those complex buildings <laughs> are such a pain in the ass. We've we've stayed at a at a complex like that in Atlanta, and uh, same thing. It's like all the parking is underground. There's no service in the underground parking. So if you get lost in there, if you lose your fob, it's like, what the hell do you do? <laughs> You're just like locked a, in. Is there like an emergency button that I can hit and then people come down to help me? <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, I'm not a fan of any of that. I told my wife, I said, sweetheart, from now on, Airbnb <laughs> will gladly pay. Well, I don't care. So what we found out, because we couldn't find housing around there, no, but we, we found we, out that- We had several uh, options of housing, but it all kind of fell through. Honestly, it was just one of those trips where we probably had like three or four different people that all, that all kind of offered homes and nothing <laughs> went through. Yeah, I think too, one of the difficult things is it seems like, at least in Costa Mesa, maybe Newport Beach too, like they've outlawed, short-term rentals so they're all now off so all the houses that we used to stay at they now have to have long-term renters so they're working with businesses now and they are like renting for 30 days so we almost snuck into the last house that we had and it right. fell through but but yeah it was well, definitely and, not ideal and that place that we we're staying at doesn't allow airbnb rentals and so here we are <laughs> we didn't know that no we didn't know that and and <laughs> i would assume the landlord is definitely not going to watch this but um it, it was just everything seemed just a little funny and we felt like when, when we walked in the lobby that we were definitely not welcomed. We were and definitely no, not. No, <laughs> I don't know. Like, but like two days in, we're like, okay, there's something very fishy here. We don't feel welcomed. There's only one fob. We have no access to the pool. Apparently, his privileges got revoked. His privileges got Because of bad renters. Revoked. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, how is this falling on us? We've just had five <laughs> homes that have fallen through. Now here we are in this Paying premium to be here. No, it, it was tricky. But we ended up switching to a hotel right across the street. Had pool, hot tub, So much everything. space. It was a little, little cramped. But uh, we could appreciate some tight spaces now with kids. But our kids took one night to acclimate. And then they slept like champs. And uh, they were glad to have the pool. And it it worked out so yeah. roll with the punches i kept telling you the whole trip just one after the next after the next thing kept happening and i was like you know god's testing us something good is going to come out at the end of this I, I know it we just gotta persevere so um but it'll definitely make our other trips seem easier and to be honest i mean uh even delta right like that's the first flight i think knock on wood but that i've missed in i don't even know a year or more so i feel like they do a pretty good job so take, take so, care of your platinum members yeah. delta yeah, yeah. Take care of your diamond. platinum diamond <laughs> and take care of my uh, Banky, gold status member. Bankers. Banks. She always gets first class. Oh, she always gets first class. Bankers flies in first class. Love her. Okay. And then moving on to Thursday. Uh, I've said this before. Usually if my wife and I are fighting or, or uh, 
If there's not a good connection, if there's something going on, daddy usually plays like poo-poo. I kid you not. I, w- I woke up Thursday morning, had zero confidence. I've been getting a bunch of uh, ball machine touches in Coeur d'Alene for about two weeks. Whoop-dee-doo. And then had zero confidence leading into Thursday. I told my wife Thursday morning, I'm like, I'm not going to play. I literally, for like the first three hours, I'm like, I'm not going to play. Like, I feel like crap. Uh, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in an awful mood. I have zero confidence. The last thing I want to do is go, go, go get beat up by somebody I have no business getting beat up by. Uh, ended up uh, swallowing, swallowing my pride, got my ass out there, played halfway decent, uh, uh, beat Tardio in three, beat Alshon in three, lost in three to, um, uh, lost in three to Gabe Joseph, and then lost in three to J-Dub. And it was like one of those, uh, it was one of those tournaments where I could keep the level high for like a game or a game and a half, and then the level just got bad in a hurry. Um, and what I mean by that is when I played San Clemente about a month or month and a few weeks ago, um, you know, I think I, I don't think I lost the game on Thursday and I definitely did not lose a game, uh, to Connor in the finals on Sunday. And so when I'm in that mode, like I'm seeing the ball big, I'm able to like sustain my level a long time. I'm not second guessing myself. I'm not spraying returns. Uh, I'm, I'm nice and strong on my edges. Like when, when guys are trying to pass me, I, I, feel strong like when I'm out and extended and I'm kind of able to use my shoulder a lot more anyhow this time around I I played like how I played in San Clemente game one and then it went downhill real quick um so and and no discredit at all to Gabe Joseph because the guy played lights out and that's and that's the best I've seen that's the best I've seen Gabe Joseph play and how much depth he was able to get on a serve and how much depth he was able to get on the return in game two and three um, was much better than my level and something that I haven't seen out of Gabe. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny is that my, my score line with Gabe was identical to my score line with J-Dub. Won the first game 11-2 and then lost 5-4. and four. And I'm pretty sure in both matches, uh, the last two games when I lost 5-4, and four, I probably missed 10 returns. What a, what a, what a lovely singles match, right? Uh, there's no way in hell you can win a singles match by, by missing 10 returns, especially in games two and three. Um, so story of my life in singles kind of lost the same way. Uh, Alshon, uh, everybody's asking about, about Christian Alshon. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one to, to not like somebody or to, or to have confrontation and stuff like that. Uh, DJ Young sent him a, sent him a text few weeks ago and just kind of let them know, Hey, you know, whatever I said was kind of childish. Uh, it was definitely mature and it was not like me. And I'm sorry I said that yada, yada, yada. Um, but, uh, but all Sean. So not a lot of people like the guy. Uh, I've gone out of my way to try to be nice to the guy. Um, I, I think, uh, I think he's got a ton of upside. I think, uh, he's in that Delray crew. That's only getting better. I mean, he's, he's probably one of the most athletic dudes out there. Uh, I just think he needs to, uh, just get his get his head screwed on and maybe uh, get out of his own way a little bit uh, mentally, but talent wise, scary good from like from from a athletic standpoint, scary good. Um, but something was uh, said to me after the match. I, I don't think he meant it. And uh, anyhow, so when I when I walked up to him over on his bench, I just simply said, I said, hey, I said, tell me what you just said to my face. And and he and he got up, wasn't able to say a whole lot. Uh, I, I said a little something back and uh, I would assume that we're still going to be boys, but um, I think it, you said too, like, it was like, you could tell 
it was like such a heat of the moment type deal, which isn't. Yeah, excuse, he was. He was like he right. Was I think he, right. He was trying to say sorry, but uh, he, he's he's just a competitor, and I was able to fight off some some match points in game two. I don't know if he was mad that I was getting the crowd kind of on my side and getting the crowd riled up there at the end of game two, but uh, it was definitely not directed at him. Um, and then moving on to mixed was not pretty. Lacey and I uh, ended up uh, beating. Hurricane and Tyler first round, and then played AJ and Jesse. Uh, we both did not play very well. And then moving on to men's, uh, B Long and I, uh, you know, was was hoping that we could run back Red Rock. And there's been a lot of hype. There's been a lot of talk about Brendan and I. And personally, I thought I thought he played well. Uh, we we definitely mixed it up a lot more than what we did in Red Rock. Uh, Red Rock on doubles day on that Saturday, he was playing so well on the left and was dinking so aggressively and with all that aggression was not missing. And so I just kind of had to be the setup guy and put a lot of balls in play on the right. This time around, uh, we, we definitely mixed it up a bit more. Uh, we ended up beating James and Tyler in three. That was a good win for us. And then we ended up losing in three to Matt Wright and CG. Uh, got a lot of respect for CG. Uh, CG did a, did a great job in that match. He was able to kind of, uh, sag way back as he does. He was speeding up line. He was speeding up middle. Uh, we, we probably put too many dinks on Connor. We probably could have moved the ball around a little bit more. Uh, it seemed like anytime there was a ball in front of Matt, Matt was in front of me. I was on the left. Matt was on the right. And anytime there was a ball in front of Matt, he was looking to speed up at me. Uh, and, um, anyhow, so it just seemed like, uh, just judging by the patterns that we were losing, we probably should have put more balls on Maddie. Um, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a dang good team. They ended up, uh, I'm not going to like getting completely destroyed by the, by the Johns. And then they ended up losing in three to Thomas and Julian. Um, but, um, anyhow, yeah, love, love my time playing with Brendan. Uh, I believe we have one more this year. I can't remember what tournament it is, but, um, but yeah, talk about a guy who plays with a with a lot of confidence, and talk about a guy who uh, uh, is very intense. Him and him and uh, <laughs> Matt Wright were definitely letting each other have it. If you know what I mean. What so too, kind of a kind of a crazy story. So first round of singles on that Thursday, um, playing this guy Marshall Brown. Uh, it's, it's he's good friends with Rafa. Um, I think he lives in that Alabama area, kind of near Rafa. But anyhow, play. <laughs> I play. I end up beating Marshall, beat Tardio, beat Christian. Now here I am in the semis. And I started my day out by literally not even wanting to show up. Like I, I was going to pull out. Talk about a crazy day. I mean, literally after four weeks of being back, that whole day made me realize that maybe I want another break. Oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, actually, I think after that, we like talked about like it's tough because like we wanted the break or you wanted to do the break. And I think last year it was an unintentional break that you had for a few weeks in the summer. But now we're like, shoot, we got to be a little bit more. We have to have a different well, plan. No, or no, we have no. To have this different is... expectation, right? When you come back. No, this is definitely not that. What uh, is it? <laughs> no, it's, 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 uh, I don't know. It's silly. Like I, I, I played. Like the whole month of June, I was playing the best pickleball that I've played all year long, was finally healthy, got my shit together, like was able to like sustain my level in singles, the hands felt good in dubs. All those things add up to a very good recipe for me, right? So so played San Clemente, uh, 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 gold in singles, you know, bronze in men's, silver in mix, and then all of a sudden I take six weeks off, right? And on top of that... <laughs> I spent th like three and a half of those weeks not playing at all. And then when I come back, I'm, I'm playing 
And, and this is just a massive excuse. I spent two weeks playing with low-level 5-0s and then, you know, woke up a couple mornings, played with my 65-year-old 4-0 Jimmy, hit, hit, the, hit the ball machine a little bit, and then show up with zero confidence. Just... Yeah, if, if I've taken that much of a break, I'm going to make damn sure to honestly get my ass to Orange County a week and a half early. Like, like I have nobody here. Nobody. So it, 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 when I've taken that much time off, I need to like, like, you know, go see some high level touches, feel that pressure, have guys coming at my jugular that way. Come match time, come Thursday. I freaking know who I am. I know my identity and I'm sitting, I'm not second guessing myself because I've been grinding on the ball machine with, uh, 4-0 Jimmy, if you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah. so not lower the expectations. Be more prepared. Get more organized, and get the hell out of Coeur d'Alene two weeks early. <laughs> so that's what it is. Um, there you go. And for anybody Listen. that is dying to come play with my five O's, come on, <laughs> come to Coeur d'Alene. I I think there's quite a few people that I mean, if they could sew the pieces together, I think the summertime obviously is the best time to come up here. But year round, you know, we have place to play and we have uh soon to have courts in our backyard all we, we need is three yep. top 10 bodies yep. three top 10 bodies and me we'll even, and it's and we'll it's the best foursome hey it's the, it's, it's the best foursome in the country <laughs> housing food everything's covered hangouts campfire in the back <laughs> housing and food is not covered it is not if we put them in the apartment we use usually usually utilize our apartment we got we got cg coming tomorrow CG's CG. coming tomorrow. Come teach a little camp. That is yep. accurate. Stay, stay uh, in the talk to us about Disney. Oh, Disney. Disney was fun. Uh, we were. We probably should not have told Banks about Disney uh, at the beginning of our trip. We should have probably just waited until we were like literally driving there because she talked about Mickey's house like the whole time, which is actually pretty cute. But all of that to say, when it was actually time to go to Disney, she was just so overwhelmed with emotions up down left right i mean she was just all over the place but she wanted to meet mickey mouse she wanted to go to mickey mouse's house uh she was super excited to meet the princesses she wanted to get a princess dress right. she had all of these things that she really wanted to do uh and we thought you know we've got to bite the bullet now where this is just so magical and this time is like perfect with their age and everything we were a little nervous on if they would be able to make it through the whole day we definitely wanted to do the fireworks we thought that would be pretty special and so we decided to start late we actually went to sketchers corporate met with the corporate team in the morning and then we took our kids to the to the flagship store they all got their new sketchers and then we headed uh, straight from there to Disney and we actually this time kind of I feel like did it right we have a we had a videographer with us kind of capturing the whole day so I'm excited right. for that vlog to come together you guys will have to check it out uh, but and that, that vlog will probably be out by uh, either this Friday or next Monday yeah and I the thing the cool thing too um, about that we we did we didn't have Skyman with us Skyman was with us last time uh, we call it the Sky Pass, but Sky gets us right in the exit of every ride and no waiting. And and this time, though, we did the Genie and it actually was pretty easy. I mean, I had to do a little bit of planning on my phone as we went, but I don't think we ever stood in line more than five, five minutes, maybe. Like, I mean, pretty much everything we showed up to, we walked right on uh and it was cool anthony uh shout out to the videographer he was a pretty cool guy uh and he came on the rides with us he was chatting with ty i mean like he kind of just joined the family for the day so so that was cool and yeah. we got to see the parade and banks was singing her songs you got to check out our stories we'll, we'll put some of that highlight in there but she was she was more than happy we took her to the princess store and she picked out her dress and everything that she's just been dying to do for i don't know how many months but uh, so it was pretty special. And the kids, honestly, I was 
like blown away. I mean, we made it all the way to the end. Minimal tears. I mean, I don't know. There were there were a couple little breakdowns here and there, but for the most part, all day with no nap. I mean, it was pretty good. So, so yeah, that kind of was the redemption of our of our whole trip. Was this like majorly successful day uh, at Disney? Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I was just. I was I was worried that with having like a videographer there. I mean, like you you go to Disney and and it's just a roller coaster of a day, right? Of mixed emotions, sugars and right, highs right, right. and lows. So yeah. I was just hoping that with having like a videographer there, that we don't know it's our first time taking the babies to Disney. There's millions of kids all over, and I was just hoping that it wasn't gonna be like a disaster of like an emotional <laughs> day. And luckily. Uh, like what yeah, like what you said. Uh, Banks kind of had her had her moments, but overall, she was she was pretty smooth, and uh, found her found her best self on her <laughs> on her Disney day. Got to check out Mickey's house. Got to see all the characters. She got to cook parade, in Mickey's oven. Yep, yeah, got to cook in oh, Mickey's yeah. oven. Mac didn't cry. Yeah, with and, Mickey. and Mac, who knows <laughs> if he really knew what was going on? He's so yeah. funny. Uh, when I was a kid, I was petrified of all the characters. Mac is built just like his daddy. He was totally scared of all the characters, but he did give Mickey Mouse a uh, high five. He did. He did. He yeah. cried and maybe for a second. Ran away. Yeah, <laughs> he was done. But no, they did great. Mac, you rode all the rides. We did like the Haunted Mansion. We did like a few like spooky ones, which Banks, by the way, I don't know what her obsession is with scary things, but she, that was like second to It's a Small World. That was definitely her, her favorite ride. And she thought it's spooky and she got to sit next to dad and see the, the ghost dancing. And she thought that was pretty cool. So, uh, it was pretty funny that she loved that. And Ty, Ty did great too. I mean, he had fun on all the rides, loved chat, chatting with Anthony and doing the whole thing. And I think ate probably his body weight and sugar. So he was very happy about that. (laughs) So, So that was fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we left there and then it was nice. It was a good idea. The next day we didn't fly out early. We kind of hung out for the whole day, easy day by the pool and kind of relaxed and stuff. So I think it was a good segue into flying home last night, which was limited issues. And then, yeah, yeah. Back at it today. Today's back at it. Full flew, in, flew in last night at like, uh, midnight. I forget flew in this morning at one thirty or 1am, yep. got to the house at two. Uh, I was gonna gonna go to yoga at five thirty. Actually, set my alarm, but uh, I did not get up. And then I texted Craig. I was supposed to work out with Craig at seven. Texted Craig at six, and I'm like, bro, I'm today is not gonna happen. No, so I ended up getting up at uh, getting up at seven. Got in the got in the hot tub for a little bit, did a little plunge in the in the cold plunge, and then went out to Gazer, hung out with some members. Actually, got to play Padel today with uh, Marty Fish. Come on, pretty sweet. <laughs> Marty Fish, uh, uh, I think top five in the world back in the day, played Davis Cup for USA, total legend, had his family there. Uh, it was like his fourth or fifth time playing Padel. Uh, as with mine, we got to play with uh, Mike Meldman, the owner of Discovery, super cool. Um, and then taught a little clinic from 11 to 1230. Had a good little group out there who love uh, love my love my clinic once a week. And yeah. uh, anyhow, I know it's been, it's been fun hanging, hanging up at Gazer and Kids love it. Kid, the kids love it. We've Tear been able to kind of use that as a cool resource and uh, meet a lot of cool people up there and able to train up there and and uh, anyhow, I think just uh, that could that could lead to um, some some pretty cool things. But um, a couple uh, a couple things I just want to touch on from from Takea, uh, the whole the whole AL situation. I know my wife can touch on this as well. Um, don't worry about what she's doing. 
Don't yeah, worry. No. Honestly, <laughs> like she can do what she's, well, you know, she can do what she wants. She's 16. She's ruling the industry. Brand endorsements, winning, making a lot of money. Don't worry about what she's doing. If she had a little hiccup because yeah. she hasn't lost in a long time, whoop-de-doo. I was telling somebody today, like, if I was 16 and, and in that situation, I would be a complete mess. There's no way I could handle any of that. Yeah. It takes a certain amount. It takes uh, it takes certain parents. It takes certain environment. She's got her grandparents. She's got her parents. But it takes uh, good people around you to put you in that position to be successful. And she's done a great job. Yeah. And so somebody was egging Annalee on. And so her throwing the hands up and saying, good job. I mean, from what it looked like, it looked like her saying, good job. You finally beat me. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, there was, there was, there was, there was a bully in the crowd. Let's just say that there was somebody in the crowd that uh, was probably uh, pushing all that behavior. Now I'm not saying that. Am I, am I saying that Annalie is right for doing that? No. Um, but um, you know, she's, she's 16. She never loses. She, she showed a little emotion. She probably shouldn't have done it. I would assume that she has learned from her lesson. It was not a good look, but at, at the end of the day, don't worry about what she's doing. The girl is good all she does is win, and, and consider, she's probably one of the most marketable faces yeah. that we have in the sport right now. So don't worry about her, uh, you know, showing a little emotion after a bad loss. And consider the ratio. I mean, not to say that it's ever okay to like do stuff, but in the same sense, like she keeps it together ninety eight percent of the time. And yes, yeah. she's winning, but that doesn't just come. You know, there's there's so much that comes with that. And I know just from you and like. There's things that like we've gone through and mountains we've climbed and all this stuff. Like, I mean, it's a huge mental struggle. And, and I, I couldn't imagine to stay on top for that long and have these expectations. I mean, right away, like PPA is like saying, oh, she might make her record breaking seventh, you know, triple crown. Right, and so there's a lot riding on, on everything, sure. you know. And right. so I think I think there's that. And I think, too, it's like. It just is what it is. Like when you're on the top and no one can beat you, you kind of have everybody's, there's a good group of people that are kind of rooting against you. And so that can't feel good either. So, uh, so yeah, it's definitely, that's a tricky spot, but kudos to her for that being all that happened and for them to, you know, come out of it and, and, uh, yeah. And her show up the next day and play and kind of resume everything as is. I mean, uh, kudos to her and such a good family, honestly, like, you know, I love, I love grandma and she's, you know, we've, we've bonded over the grandkids and or under, you know, Mac and Banks and, and how she kind of towed Lee around when, you know, she traveled with her husband when he was a professional yeah. baseball player and all the above. So pretty, I think, uh, pretty high level family. Yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, just take it all into play. It's not, there's never, it's never as simple as the surface that you see on, on the, on TV or during a match and all the above. So. So have some grace and definitely um, look at the big picture. Look at it from all angles, right. not just from one. And, and people say, you know, like you, you should judge athletes not by their wins, but by their losses. Uh, and I truly do believe that. But in this instance, uh, with her age and stuff, I think that, 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 that doesn't play a part, if you know what I mean. Um, another situation that took place was uh, Yates Johnson. Um, it just comes to show that anything can happen on any given day. Yates Johnson ends up um, ends up beating Ben, and actually beats him beats him pretty handily. Beats him like six and seven. Yates Johnson is using uh, an engaged pursuit uh, paddle. Uh, ben has it tested immediately after his loss. Uh, I do not know the results, but uh, but judging by engages technology and and how many 
uh, new paddles they're coming out with each year. I, I don't believe there's a whole lot of new technology with those engaged paddles. And so, um, I don't know for, for, for Ben to, uh, test that paddle. I think, uh, it's just a little bit silly just because, uh, there's engage isn't coming out like Selkirk and some other paddle manufacturers like Yola. They're not, they're coming, not pushing that. They're envelope. not, no, they're yeah, not yeah, coming yeah. out with new technology. They're kind of using the same build and similar, similar technology that they have been using for the last you know four or five years. But, um, Anyhow, we had ourselves a good little trip. Uh, I'm home until Sunday. I have an event this weekend. Uh, there's a financial advisor that I usually uh, do a fun little clinic for. Not even a clinic. It's more of just like a gathering. And I kind of um, roam courts and give out a certain format for for the you know two-hour session. Um, a little open play. A little open play. Anyhow, yeah, I, I just kind of have some fun with them. But... Uh, him and about 20 of his employees mm -hmm. are coming to Coeur d'Alene this weekend. This is our first time running an event in Coeur d'Alene. Uh, we got lots of fun stuff planned Friday through Sunday. I, I have Elise Jones coming in uh, to help out and then Connor Garnett as well. And uh, as as most of my teaching pros know who have done a Greg event, um, when, when you get the Greg service, <laughs> there is nothing else like it. Uh. Greg's the type of guy that like matches his wine to the food. He'll pay for whatever. He'll totally take care of you. Um, and he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He's been a huge fan of mine. He's taken my camp a couple times. Um, Just the most genuine person yeah. and has had some of the people that work with him and then some of the people that like, I mean, when we first met him, we were at his house and that's what's so cool too, right? Like he could have had dinner anywhere. He has dinner at his house. Everybody's over. We're all hanging out. We actually stayed with him, which was so nice. Um, but everybody said you, you met Greg, like he's going to change your life. Like he's just that kind of gem of a person. And so I've seen him, uh, and even like K Mac and Elise and like everybody he's met, he's like stayed in contact with and like just such a, such a cool guy. And, and his team is so cool. Like Tony Gong entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, other people that like, you know, are making it in their own way. And, right. uh, so it's kind of fun. It'll be fun to have them all here and kind of in our backyard. And we're actually hosting, uh, like a barbecue, Host, uh, host on barbecue Friday. We're gonna do so. Beverly Saturday night, and then we're gonna run a boat on Sunday. Um, so, and then I'll, I'll be flying to TOC Monday, get some practice in Monday, Tuesday, and then play Wednesday through Saturday. Meg and I are going to the Gorge, which is a uh, cool concert venue. It's like the best concert venue in the Pacific Northwest in Central Washington. Actually, very close to where I grew up. Uh, you you better believe we got some. Uh, high-end mm. bougie camping as well uh so yeah we're, we're gonna staying be at a vineyard gonna be camping yeah so we're, i guess we're gonna be staying at like a vineyard all taken care of you just walk into the venue uh, it's called base cannon anyhow should be should be super fun but i'm gonna make damn sure that i have a, a uh, good week at toc uh good championship saturday not sunday. a good championship saturday yes anytime you're in utah it's championship saturday not sunday so <laughs> um but yeah, I with with TOC, I've taken silver four times. I have won it once in men's with my guy uh, Matt Goble back in 2018. That was the very first major that I won. And um, anyhow, most people obviously don't like to go to Brigham City. I'm not a fan of Brigham City, but there is something special about that little tiny town where there's not a whole lot going on. And that tournament. And that <laughs> tournament. Um, but yeah, so wifey's not going. No kids. Um, Got to be more than dangerous. Just kidding. Um, so I'll, I'll have uh, I'll have my Craig. I'll have Craig, and uh, Craig and I are going to be lethal. But we're coming for one thing and one thing only, and that's to get hardware. Let's do it. Get it done. 
All right. My name is Tyson McGuffin. This is The McGuffin Show. I love you, princess. We will see you next episode.